everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into this episode, I want to address something which will become obvious uh, very quickly as we get into the game section of the episode. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just prior to our sitting down to record this, uh, we heard from Lexa, who's been playing Sora in this storyline, uh, that she would be unable to join us for the remainder of our planned sessions for this story. Uh, we've loved having her on the podcast for this and for the D&D Pirate Adventure previously, uh, and I hope everyone listening will agree with me that she's really done a fantastic job at bringing the character that she's played to life. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get her back on again at some point in the future, uh, but for now we'll be continuing and concluding over this and the next episode our Things from the Flood story as a three-person group. I'd urge everyone, though, to go and check out Lexa's own podcast, that's the Dead Horse podcast, uh, for some great RPG goodness, and to just join me in sending her warm thanks and good vibes and whatnot uh, for the time that she shared with us here on Pretending With Dice. Uh, we all hope she'll be able to rejoin us uh, very soon. Uh, I would also, um, to change gears slightly, <laughs> I would also be uh, remiss if I didn't touch on the difficult situation uh, currently unfolding across the world uh, with the spread of the coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. Uh, I'm definitely not the person to be giving out medical advice or anything like that, so I really just wanted to say to everyone that we're right there with you all. Uh, I know many of you will be listening to this uh, while in self-isolation or quarantine and such, uh, so hopefully this episode goes some way to give a bit of an escape from all that, uh, if only for an hour or so. Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, follow the advice of your healthcare professionals. Um, also, I've, I've become hyper-aware <laughs> with this in mind, that we've been essentially telling a story about a town being infected by something that they don't understand and can't really combat. Uh, so, just, you know, a little, little bit awkward, uh, given the circumstances. <laughs> but all I can do really is just assure you that we did start recording this story way before the outbreak itself began, so hopefully this doesn't come across in poor taste at all or anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, with all that said, uh, let's recap what happened last time. So, Hazel uh, managed to break into the underground Ministry of Defence testing station which Anthony and Sora had been escorted down to before being subjected to a barrage of tests designed to see if they carried a strange inorganic pathogen or life form, which they were finally told had spread among the people of Twynamon Sea and was the source of some of the strange goings-on about town. Uh, Hazel was hurriedly tested also, and the trio were told a bit more about the nature of what the town was facing. The life form, the origin of which the MOD were unsure of, would live inside the bodies of those it infects and had the ability to influence the thoughts and even take full control of its host to ensure its survival. Uh, those infected were compelled to spread the organism to others, uh, something they may not even be conscious of doing, although this was not always a smooth process, with certain individuals not surviving the joining. The MOD had secretly set up a quarantine zone around the perimeter of the town and had been surreptitiously testing the town house by house to make a survey of those who were under the sway of the life form. Uh, wary of what the reaction of the entity would be if it discovered it was under observation and trapped within quarantine, they had been careful not to tip their hand about this. Uh, upon learning all of this and of the danger that it posed, uh, Hazel, Anthony and Sora convinced the scientists to allow them to bring their families into the testing station for safety. Uh, Travelling to Anthony's house first, and over after overcoming the obstacle of <laughs> obliquely explaining the situation to his overbearing father, uh, Anthony's parents were found to have not been infected and were loaded into the MOD van. Arriving at Sora's house, however, it was found that her mother was not home. Uh, while the doctor and two soldiers entered the quiet house to make some investigations, uh, Sora's mother suddenly appeared, seemingly walking home at this late hour, and letting her guard down, Sora accidentally let slip about the government quarantine and the suspected infectious life form. Eerily calm, uh, Sora's mother told her to wait where she was before following the government personnel into her house. After several seconds, the sound of gunshots shattered the silence. That's uh, pretty much where we left off last time, uh, so without any further ado, uh, execute episode 66. Swag. Can resist. <laughs> uh, enjoy.
the sound of gunshots, a pair of you uh, sat in the uh, the back of the van uh, see Sora turn towards the uh, the house. She takes one step forward. There is another sound of crashing gunshots, breaking glass. And before you know what's happening, Sora is slumping to the ground. Oh, damn. Wow. Anthony's panic, just looking around. What? I want you both to take both the upset and the scared condition, I think, for now. Yeah. What would you like to do? Um, so we're in the back of the van. Um, the side, yeah, the, the kind of sliding side door of the van, we'll say, is open. So you had a okay. clear view, kind of that. Okay. Um, Hazel's going to look and see how the soldiers are reacting. The two soldiers are inside the house. Right, okay. Uh, with the doctor, so you, you can't see. It is still dark, as far as you can tell, inside the house. Other than you did see the flash of gun, you know, sort of muzzle glass. Yeah. Can we tell if the gunshots came from the house? It would seem to be that. Yes, that that I'll I'll give you that without a without a dice roll. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I think Hazel's probably just really really freaked out. Hmm. She definitely doesn't want to go towards the house. <laughs> get down! Like we should all get down low. Yeah, your dad has your your mum and dad have sort of at the at the sound of the gunshots. They've kind of like um, it it all happens very quickly. Should we say? Um, the first set of gunshots. Your mum and your dad jump and your dad kind of like he's ducking down and he's also kind of he's got his hand over your your mum's shot sort of arm over your mum's shoulders and they both you know kind of ducking down sort of whoa bloody hell like he doesn't really know what's going on but it's kind of like an instinctual sort of like duck if that makes sense (laughs) um there's a lot going on in a very very short space of time here as i say you you two see sora kind of crumple um sora and so he shouts out of the uh, the van after her. Any reaction? Anything at all? She's just kind of lying on the ground. That the the sort of um, head, sort of you can see trying to turn, but um, you can't hear any sort of response. Hazel, she's she's in trouble. And Anthony's kind of looking frantic, like he might start making a move for the door at the moment. Like he's gathering himself. Hazel's going to try and force herself to go and check on Sora. Okay. Um, um, I don't know when you did dice roll to try and force yourself. This is more of a character choice, but it's it's the actions that yeah. you take once you've, mm-hmm. if you have or haven't decided to move, that that's going to be the, if any checks need to be made. Yeah. Having heard this sound of shattering glass, can we look towards the window and see is there movement inside of it? Can we see which window broke? Where did that come from? Yeah, uh, go ahead and make a... Uh, I think we've been doing Mind Investigate, haven't we, for kind of just general kind of perception style checks. And because you have Upset and Scared, you have a penalty of two dice on this. Oh, okay. Two, two conditions here. So, yeah, roll, roll them again. 3d6 instead of 5d6. That's still one success. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, uh, you can't be sure if it was only the one window broken but you can only see one window broken and that is on the front sort of um, facing sort of window the the kind of layout of um, Sora's house is there's a sort of uh, uh, she was kind of at the gate that makes sense and there's a sort of pathway goes up to the front door to the right of the front mm-hmm. door as you're facing the house was kind of like a sort of large kind of large kind of window that you, um, you would know from just general kind of you know being friends with Sora and that, that that's like the front room of the house okay and one of those is, is smashed okay so is there anything happening is, is there lights is there movement of shadow anything like that you can't see any movement inside like past the um since the, the the gunshots went off you can't see any movement through the windows it was the the, the lights weren't on in the house anyway and uh, yeah no you can't see any uh, any extra movement through the window how far away is Sora from the van about 10 feet 10 feet okay so that's and is there any cover between like is there does she have a wall there is a wall she's kind of like i say she's kind of in the gateway so she is sort of um she's kind of exposed from the house but from you can go up and sort of be crouching behind the wall if that makes sense it's kind of like a waist high sort of just like end of the garden wall end of the front garden wall if that makes sense 
So Anthony tells people in the van that he's going to do this and then uh, starts to make his way out towards that wall, crouching down. I don't know if Hazel wants to come, potentially, or... I was going to say, you, you, your dad kind of, like, almost sort of... almost reaches a hand out to stop you, but you've kind of... you've already stepped out of the van as as he does it. Hazel, you notice this. I mean, I, I guess, Anthony, you would be... This would be behind you as you're stepping out. <laughs> mm. Okay, Hazel's going to step out of the van and crouch down and start to approach Sora. Yeah, if we both kind of go in, I don't know, either side of the gate, potentially? You could do that, yeah. So we both got yeah, a section of work. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so we kind of separate off and, and approach Sora from either side, as it were. Okay, so, um, you've, I mean, it's a short distance, you, you cover it easily, um, crouching down next to the wall, and you can see Sora is sort of lying on her back as you kind of you're sort of leaning over her, she sort of her eyes kind of kind of look up at you, but clearly in a lot of pain, and you can see uh, a wound in the center of her chest. Ooh. Oh my God, Sora! No, no, what the hell? And Anthony's kind of very shaken by this. Yeah. Can I have a quick look to see if I can see any black goo? On or around Sora? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, make a mind investigate check. Um, also at uh, okay. minus two it's... dice because you've got your two conditions. It's a three. Uh, okay, so you've got one six there. Um, you can't see any black goo. There is a um, an expanding sort of blood stain on the front of Sora's top. No. Anthony sort of frantically kind of peers over the wall towards the windows. Mm-hmm. Is there anything more visible from this distance? As you look up, uh, you see sort of stumbling out of the front door, shaking, quite obviously sort of looking very upset and, like, shaken. That's all I can put it. Shaking and shaken. And with a gun in one hand but clutching a wound in a, her shoulder uh, is the doctor. Um, she sort of stumbles a couple of steps up the garden path and then... Uh, also sort of falls over on her on her knees sort of in front of you but she doesn't look in as bad shape as Sora does she's just it's more of like a sort of shoulder wound she sort of looks sort of wildly around at um at what's going on and sort of she sort of sees Sora on the on the ground and sort of um kind of looks at the gun in her hand and drops it okay Uh, hmm. how can we to that what can we do I don't know if we can do anything I'm right with Anthony right now. My, my mind's spinning. I'm just like, what the what the hell could I possibly do to deal with this? There is no dealing with it. I feel like Anthony looks back to the car, and what what's is there any sign of mum and dad? Any movement there? Has dad sprung to action, or you, you see, is there any sign of him kind of like taking a parental lead here in any way, shape, or form because of what's happening? You see him sort of peeking around the corner, and he's sort of. Um... He's not really leaping to do anything, if you know what I mean. You've got, he's got a kind of look in his eyes of, like, like a man who all his life thought that he'd be the first one to take charge in an emergency, and now an emergency's happening, and he's he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> if that True makes sense. Of a man his <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's who we knew he was all along. <laughs> And yeah, he's almost like he's got a hold of your mum still, and that. Okay, so Anthony seeing this kind of turns back to Hazel and sees her. I assumed you looking pretty distraught at this point. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything I can do to try and like pull myself together at this point? Is there any like kind of resolve check or something that's like? Can I try and deal with those? Well, issues that dealing with con- conditions. I know it's, it's quick, but sorry. Yeah, dealing with conditions um, is interesting. In a scene with another teen, um, the other teen has to make a lead a lead role. That's a heart lead role to kind of help another teen recover from a condition. Okay. Yeah. You can help each other, and if one of you rolls a d6 more than you need to, you can also heal one of your own. That that would be my read on that. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. So that's that the rule I'm going to make. Hazel. Well, Hazel's got pretty good lead. Mm. So, um, I think... So what Hazel going, is going to try and do, she's going to try and take charge and try and staunch the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so... 
Right, Anthony. If I... When I say I need you to put pressure on this bit, this wound, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll try and staunch the main blood loss from her chest, right? Okay. Okay, make a heart lead check for me, Hazel. With minus two dice? Yeah, I'm afraid so, because you still have your conditions. Yeah. So that's 5d6. <gasps> Oof, okay. But it is all a little bit too much for you at the moment. That is no successes on that. Yeah, there's, there's something in the pit of Anthony's stomach right now that's just like he can't focus, his head's spinning, He's his eyes are racing in every direction, trying to look towards the door, like he, he's just panicking. Yeah. Hazel's still, Hazel's still trying to staunch the blood loss. Mm-hmm. She just has completely forgotten to do something like fold up some fabric to press onto it. Yeah. So it's currently um, just her hands. You're finding it, you know, you, you've got a bit of knowledge in the in the in the kind of area of kind of first aid and that, but it was so unexpected you can't quite you can't quite put yourself in the right action sequence, if that makes sense. Not without a success roll anyway. Yeah. How how much blood is flowing here, just to get a sense of And where is the wound exactly? There's a fair amount of blood. Uh and it seems to be kind of I say the 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 blood is sort of spreading across the top and you, as you can see there's sort of a you begin to notice a sort of expanding sort of pool of blood beneath her and that it is kind of sort of right almost in the centre of her chest okay seeing Hazel trying to do what she can Anthony kind of pulls himself together a little bit and says we, we've got to get her to a hospital we've got to get her to the van and run, turns around and starts to run towards the van okay to get his uh, dad and uh, if he could get there without anything happening I don't know if we've got intent there but um, he he's going to grab his dad and be like dad I need your help we need to get a sword to the van we need, she's been shot yeah yeah uh, oh god uh, yeah I'll, hang on I'll, I'll, I'll grab this uh, I'll grab this uh, oh is this, is this a stretcher here oh, oh god he, he's, he's you can tell he's a bit sort of you know a bit jittery right, and he, he grabs the, the stretcher off and he sort of Kind of, he's also kind of trying to pull himself together. You can see. Um, I would like to try something at this point. Um, can I, seeing this, seeing that his dad is flustered and not being who he says he is, hmm. Anthony, something in him snaps, and at this moment he just says, "Dad, pull yourself together. We're in trouble. You need to be in charge here." And I don't know if you want me to. Yeah, do no, a you can make check. a heart lead roll based on that. Okay, four d six. <laughs> I say, I okay, so well, no successes again. Um, but I, I would say, as you're as you're talking to an NPC, yeah, you you kind of sort of part way succeed in getting your dad to kind of not fully pull himself together, but like you know, he he's following you with the um, he's following you with the stretcher. Okay, so we kind of rush out towards the house, mm-hmm. and as we're going out, looking towards the. Uh, Scientist, the doctor that has uh, slumped outside. Any movement there? Any indication? Yeah, she's, running she's not. She's not unconscious or anything. She's just kind of like she's almost like sank to her knees, and she's kind of just like she's she's staunching the bleeding on her own wound. Like I say, it doesn't look as bad as sore as it's kind of like it's hit her in the sh- something's hit her in the shoulder, and she's sort of she's just kind of staring at Sora and that, and looks a little bit shell shocked. Okay, so as we get to um, Hazel and Sora. Okay, Dad, help help me lift her onto onto this onto the stretcher, and we lay it down. And yeah, one at each end, we try and lift her onto the stretcher. Hazel, are you still keeping pressure on the the wound at this point? I take it. Yeah, I'm slightly concerned that if Hazel moves her hands away, that there's just going to be like this fountain of blood mm. at this point. Anthony's fully caught up in the moment and like in in his plan, as it were. Like this is point of action so yeah there's concern then make it known <laughs> okay well I'll leave that to Hazel whether you you communicate this to Anthony or not I'm going to try and keep pressure on this until you get her into the van then grab some bandages or something to hold over it and I'll go talk to the scientist okay right and yeah let's that's, go uh, 
Okay, can I actually yeah. get a, um, a body move check from you, Anthony? 66. Wow, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's slow going. Um, you'll maybe not keep... For listeners, uh, Anthony rolled uh, no successes on that. You're maybe not keeping the stretch a particular, as stable as you would like, should we say. It's a short distance, but you're not a trained paramedic. You know, this is not... This, but this wasn't in the plan, shall we say. So maybe getting the stretcher into the um, the van, it's a little bit wobbly. You're kind of making this up as you go along, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you do get um, the stretcher in the van. Your your mum is there, and she's sort of wide-eyed and quite pale. Is there anything obvious in the van that we could use to staunch the bleeding a little bit better? Yeah, there is actually. Looking there is a first aid kit. Okay, so we grab that. It's got some sort of gauze and stuff in it. Yeah, a properly stocked one, yeah? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not so, like, yeah. this isn't yeah. like an ambulance, but it's, you know, you've got, it's kind of like a sort of portable little kit sort of thing. Remember, you're dealing cool. with like the Ministry of Defence sort of thing, so I'd imagine it's a sort of standard kind of field kit or something. Okay. So uh, grabbing bits and pieces out of that, um, Anthony starts handing that between his parents and says... Uh, Okay, I, I need you both to keep pressure on Sora. I'm, I'm going to go back and find out what happened with the scientist, and then, like, and he's still really frantic. He kind of like turns around and just runs straight back out towards Hazel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you both reach the scientist, who's um, kind of like I say, on her knees, but sort of holding quite tightly onto her shoulder. You can see there's blood sort of spreading from un- underneath her hand. As they got Sora into the van, mm-hmm. Hazel hurries over to the scientist yeah and still kind of casting glances at the windows like what the hell just happened and why and oh fuck I hope they don't shoot again you don't see any movement in the windows I I don't know if that's reassuring or not hmm well it wasn't meant to be reassuring (laughs) Well, then it was incredibly effective. (laughs) Hazel rushes over and is like, Are are you okay? Can you move? She sort of looks up and he goes, Yes, we need to get out of here. As quickly as we can. Let's let's get you back to the van. Um, Okay, here, take my arm. Sort of awkwardly kind of... Well, one arm's fine, but it's kind of that's currently clamped over her wound if that makes sense um, but yeah you can sort of get her shoulder under her and you know get her on her feet so at this point as is Anthony there? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah I, assume... I mean it's, it's, not, it's not a long distance between the van and where you okay. are so yeah Anthony approaching the situation um, looks to the ground did you say that she had a gun in her hand when she walked out? She did and she, she, she dropped it when she kind of collapsed and had sort of seen Sora on the ground Okay, Anthony's searching the ground for that. Can he see it? Uh, make a make a mind investigate. Only one success for this. Yeah, six. Hey, there. Yeah, you see it sort of just lying next to the path. Okay, so he's going to grab that up off of the ground, mm-hmm. kind of gingerly. Yeah, not having handled a gun ever before. No. Um, what kind of gun are we talking about? Just a handgun? It's a, pistol a it's a thing? sort of just a pistol, like a kind of service sort of sidearm. Okay. Um, so he grabs this, uh, looks to the scientist, and says, um, uh, did, did, "Did you did you shoot, shoot Sora?" She kind of uh, looks at you with like a sort of pained expression. Um, you're not sure is down to her wound or the thought of what whether your accusation is right. She says, uh, "It's uh, it all happened so fast. I I really don't know." That woman, she she came out of nowhere, grabbed Private Dempsey's gun, shot him and Private Wilson, and, well, hit me. She kind of clutches her shoulder in, in pain again and um, continues. Uh, I fired back at her, but she moved so quickly and she was gone. I uh, think I missed her. Hearing that, Anthony looks around like... Into the day. I assume it's quite. What time of day is it? It's quite dark. Isn't it's it? about it's eleven o'clock at night at the moment. Okay, so I assume foreboding shadows at every turn at this point. Hmm. 
So Hazel's currently freaking out. Does does this mean that this I uh, the, the black goo this creature thing does this mean it knows that we are that you're onto it and that you're fighting it now? That's that's a safe assumption. Um. Oh no. I mean, how did how did it know we were in the we were in the house? We um. Well, I t- we told you before. She kind of still grasping her shoulders. So, uh, we we don't know how much consciousness it um, the the infected share. Uh, it might have to tell the others, or they may already know. Seeing the wince and the uh, the grasp of the shoulder, Anthony kind of runs over, and now he's calmed down a bit because he had an inkling that maybe she'd shot her. But it, that situation, yeah, has turned him. So he's going to run over and kind of grab her other arm and help hoist her up and start going towards the van mm-hmm. like, we, we should we should all get out of here we should get back to the, the, the like the MOD we need to yes to get somewhere safe if they um, if they do know they uh, we, we don't know what they'll do look at Hazel it's like we, are you ready like let's let, let's take her back to the van and you can give directions to my dad to drive us right well yes yeah of course yeah so okay. where are you putting her are you putting her in the front seat are you putting her in the back with is there is there access to speak between the front and back because I suppose if she's giving directions she's going to have to have a sense of place and there's kind of a small like kind of little window in between the two that can be opened and closed that's kind of like perspex on her yeah Mm, this is difficult because she's shot yeah as as I will leave this to you where you where you want to put it because obviously Sora's in the back with your parents holding um, you know kind of keeping pressure on the wound but I wouldn't really call that 100% effective medical treatment. That's more of a sort of... Well, no, it's, yeah. it's panic stations. Um, Who's driving? Well, that's also a question. Yeah. yeah that, I think Dad's going to have to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to need to be in the back. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. If, if your dad's okay driving, you all need to get back to base as soon as you can. I'll... I'll meet you there. I can't leave my mum and sister out in this. Anthony is kind of forlorn at that, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, quickly, like, and looks around. Like, is there anything he can point it towards? Like, well, push I will, bike. <laughs> I will say, um, Hazel's house is kind of on the way back to space. <laughs> Um, oh, but that is—it's up to you what you want to do. Um, I'll refer you to the map, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to send um, them off in the van and go off on foot, that is one hundred percent up to you. Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. Hazel's just—Hazel just turns and starts running. Anthony's flabbergasted, but at the same time, just pulls himself together and turns to his dad. And he's like, "Okay, you need to get in the front and." Uh, listen to this science uh, this this doctor like she's going to tell you where we need to go we're going to the ministry of defense base she'll get us in there mod base oh, and, oh all right son all right okay uh, he's sort of he's, he's kind of you, you i mean even in the midst of all this stress you're getting he's not arguing with you on this you know you know he's recognized that somebody's taken charge if that makes sense um mm-hmm. and he's just going with it but yeah he, okay. he kind of um he, he clambers out. Your mum's now just one holding pressure. And um, the doctor, um, I guess you put in the front seat. She's sort of still there. She doesn't look like she's kind of, she's not like bleeding out or anything. She's just kind of holding, she's keeping pressure on her own wound, you know, just fine. Okay. So yeah, taking the dad's place, holding mm-hmm. pressure. Um, how's it looking? Okay. Is Sora conscious? Is there any, yeah, what's happening here? Sora seems, um, her consciousness is. It, it's very weak. Um, she still kind of she kind of looks at you. She's very very pale at this point. She kind of looks at you as um, as you sort of you're pressing, you know, putting pressure on the wound. The the van is in motion at this point, and she just sort of is sort of locks eyes with you, and um, that, that's kind of the state she's in. Yeah, Anthony's paralysed by this. There's nothing he can say. He's he's looks at, looking at the wound, seeing the amount of blood, and yeah, we'll just uh, yeah, we'll travel from there. Mm. 
Yeah, your 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 dad pulls the van um away, going up the street. You, you kind of you feel Sora's trying to raise an arm, and she sort of puts it on your hand, and then the hand sort of weakly falls away. Sora. And he kind of scrambles and kind of he's scrambling at the wound and kind of puts his hand on her face and like any response, nothing. Any. She's very cold and her eyes are no longer following you. And so he kind of panic turned to his mum and just what was her reaction to this? Your mum is kind of, she's sort of in shock, but she's sort of, she's clearly, she's just crying and um, like silently. And she's also still, you know, she's still got pressure, but she's sort of, you know, very affected by this. Should we say. Okay. Anthony kind of lets the pressure off a bit and puts his hand on his mum's hand to kind of like tell her to ease off a little. Mm. And uh, yeah, all the, silently travel I suppose from there yeah Hazel you are running along Sora Street the first thing you would maybe come to is the school well that actually that's a question are you going north or are you going south your house is kind of um, west but you've got to go north or south to get onto the road to get to it yeah I'll be going west west okay yeah. Um, okay, so you can kind of you'll you'll come to um, sort of uh, what you know as the wreck ground. Um, it's a sort of wide sort of field. Um, there's it's sort of used by as a sort of secondary kind of playing field for the school. Like they might have football pitches on the main one when you guys were playing before all this happened, and maybe have like kind of rugby posts up on this one. But it's a general kind of you know community kind of wreck area. Yeah, but kind of it's like a wide open field. But it's very dark at this point. There's no um, there's no street lights or anything in in the wreck. Can I see anybody? Make a uh, mind investigate check, and I need two successes for this as well because it is so dark. Oh. One success. Okay. Um, okay. Here's the here's the wrinkle. You can't see anybody in the wreck itself because of the darkness. But you s- would swear that you see movement further up the sort of the street that you're on okay kind of yeah facing the wreck you're kind of at a t-junction if that makes sense but you're kind of looking around like as the road goes up to your right there's some movement further up there okay if there's movement along there hazel's going to run along the edge of the wreck and Mm -hmm. then try to get back onto the street on the other side of it okay so not crossing the full field, but sort of heading up th- along the road then? Yeah, a little bit. trying to okay. keep to the edges are to you... get a little bit less exposed. Mm. Are, you, are you... So that the movement um, that, you're, that you saw is kind of in that direction, if that's the way you were going. Oh, right, okay, sorry. So, yes, yeah, the, if, you, if you're heading kind of along the road, sort of up and to the right that that's kind of where the movement was mm-hmm. um if you want to head kind of like you say along the bottom corner of the wreck sort of heading west it doesn't really yeah. join up with any streets you kind of uh, uh, on the other side of the field there's like a lot like a high back fence mm-hmm. to all the houses right. up there you could follow it w- around the edge without crossing through the middle if that makes sense but it's kind of a long way around Sort of that would kind of get you pretty near your house though when you rejoin the. Um... It would, yeah, I think I'll. So Hazel will start to go along by the edge, mm-hmm. but once she's about like halfway across, she might go diagonally at that point and cut up. Okay, so kind of not seeming to go directly into it to begin with, and then as soon as she's got the cover of darkness, maybe heading straight yeah. across. Okay. Yeah, just hope that she's far enough away to not be obvious. Okay, all right. So that first bit of it, you seem to be getting on okay. No signs of anything. Um, but can I get a... Uh, this will be a mind uh, investigate check as you're, as you're making that move across the, um, 
across the main bit. Yeah. Yeah, so. it doesn't like. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, no, you um, you seem to be alone because you've okay. got zero successes on that. Um, so yes, you make it to the other side, onto the road, back under the streetlights, and you are a very short distance from your house. Okay. Hazel's just going to keep her head down and run as fast as she can. Mm-hmm, okay. Can I get a body move check from you? Ooh. I know this isn't your... <laughs> Isn't your skill at the best of times in this uh, with this character? Yeah. Okay, so that was on one d six, and it was not a success. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're making uh, you're making as best progress as you can. Um, and as you you kind of round the corner on your street, and you hear um, what sounds like uh, running feet behind you. Can I glance? Yeah, Hazel yeah. glances back to try and see if it's someone she would recognise as Sora's mum. Um, while you're, are you still moving while you're glancing back? What are you? Um, yes. Yeah. You see. Okay, so you, you kind of round the corner into your road. You hear the sound. You turn your head. Um, on either side of the street, there are several, several figures following. Okay. Are they, are they townspeople? Are they soldiers? They're they're not soldiers. They are. They just seem to be random people. You don't really recognise any of them, right? Um, maybe only as far as like just. I think I saw that person in the shop one time, or I think I, I think that's somebody who lives over that way. You know, they're yeah. not like. You don't know them, but they're townspeople. Okay. They they've all got their eyes locked on you. Okay, I'm just going to go back and check the map quickly. Mm-hmm. No problem. You are sort of on at the moment. It, I'm kind of thinking you are kind of you're just rounding that last bend on to go onto the road that your house is on. Mm-hmm. Are any of these people in front of me? You can't see anyone in front of you. Okay. You don't know whether they chase you across the wreck, but it's not. It doesn't appear to be like a coordinated. Like they haven't got you surrounded. But they definitely are chasing you. Okay. Panicked change of plan. Mm-hmm. Hazel's going to head straight for the MOD base. Okay, alright. She just doesn't um. want to lead them. If her mum and sister are safe, mm. she doesn't want to risk leading them to her house. Right. Can I get another body move check then just to see if you can stay ahead? 1d6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's another four. Okay, so they are gaining on you. Okay. Anthony, you um, obviously are in the back of the um, back of the van. I'm going to say that the window in, in between the back and the front of the van is open, and mm-hmm. you hear your dad just sort of like as much as you're focused on Sora, um, you suddenly hear your dad say. What the hell is going on? And um, the uh, the doctor sort of pained voice saying, "They clearly, they must, they must all know." Oh God, is that Hazel? Anthony gets up and uh, looks through the little window to uh, try and see what's going on out there. Uh, as the van is heading along uh, the road, sort of as as direct to the um, uh, the testing station as you can. Hazel had kind of cut the corner off of the, the turn that the van had to make. Um, so you are actually catching up with... Hazel appears to be running from six random people in the same direction that you are going. Okay. Well, I suppose we're gaining quickly. Um, you are, yes. Are the people in the road, do you say they were on... Are they just on the pavement? Or are they actually like spreading out into the road? They were just kind of on the pavement, but um, the, they are sort of starting to form up into a kind of like a just a sort of group. There's no, that's okay. the other thing as well. There's no other cars on the road as far as you can see. I mean, no, no one driving around. I mean, there's parked cars. So are we approaching this situation from behind? So we're kind of approaching that group and then Hazel's yes. in front of. Yes. Right. Okay. And can we get through? Like, I mean, Dad's in control here. So what's his response to this? I suppose. <laughs> Well, I don't know how whether to throw this to you. Like, what do you think your dad would do? He doesn't really know, no, know what 
is going on. So as far as he, he can tell, you were with your, you know, friend Hazel and that she ran off and now you're catching up with her now that he's sort of turned the van around and gone through town. And she's okay, being chased. So what, what do you think your dad would do? He'd probably be so wondering what the hell is going on and probably be shouting. He'd be the kind of person that's just asking what the hell is going on constantly, I think. Anthony, Anthony, your your friend, she's up ahead. She looks like she's being chased. Yeah, we've got to help her. Oh, all those people, what the hell is going on? The town's going crazy. Uh, is there any way that... The, like we can get around this group now, or have they kind of like gotten into the street enough that like yeah, you, you can he can swerve around the group. Um, what 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 are you planning on doing? <laughs> okay, so Ansu's response is just just to say, Dad, we've got to help you. We've got to get ahead of them. <laughs> all right, this could be a redeeming moment for your dad. All right, all right, son. Uh, it's worked on the A team. Open the side door, Anthony. Does as told and turns turns opens yeah. the side door. As it is, your dad's swerves. Like, just head out slightly and gets a view of like where we're going ahead. Yeah, your dad swerves around the group. Uh, Hazel, you hear a van coming up behind you, and sort of slowing down alongside you, and you see Anthony in the doorway. Hazel, Hazel, it's us. He then shouts, "Dad, Dad, get alongside her." Yeah, he is. On, he is alongside her. What, what kind of speed are we travelling at here? I, mean, I suppose we've slowed down quite a bit. I mean, not particularly fast, I would imagine. Um, yeah, now that we've got ahead of the group. Yeah, yeah. so. Holding a hand out. Okay, Hazel is going to desperately attempt to grab his hand and get into the van. Okay. I'll let you both oh, do uh, body move checks on this one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is more Anthony's thing, so okay, I'd imagine so. there's a big element of you swinging out and grabbing onto her hand, rather than, you know, if that makes God, sense. God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, I've got two successes go. from Anthony there anyway. Another four, you know, <laughs> nothing but fours from you on that, but okay, two successes from Anthony. We'll say that's enough for both of you. <laughs> so so is that like a, a moment of like slippery fingers, but then yeah, Anthony yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of grabs um, her wrist or something and kind of pulls her up? Yeah, and the, the, the group behind you are really gaining on you. Um, as uh, as you, you just pull her into the van, sliding the the door shut behind you, I, I, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then turning towards Sora, and uh, then looking up towards Hazel and saying, "Hazel, uh, um, so it's, it's Sora. She's it, it's the, the gun. It and yeah." <laughs> What's apparent is apparent, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm sorry. And then she looks up and shouts for them to to get to the base. Yeah. As quickly as possible. How far from Hazel's house are we at this point? Because we were on the road. Um, in, in my head, so, I mean, I imagined uh, you kind of you were just um just about to go over the railway bridge. Okay, so we're pretty much there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Almost kind of halfway um, point between Hazel's house and the uh, the testing station. Looking at Hazel, um, did, did don't you want to like I don't know maybe do, do you want to stop like your sister is she at your house like those people? Are you crazy? I can't lead them to her. <laughs> but, but, at the maybe moment right, they're I, I following us. Is there a rear? Can we see out of the back doors on this on the van, or is it just? Um... Um, no, it's it's just a flat panel. Okay. I mean, these were meant to be discrete kind of vans, so they've kind of there is as few windows as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, the only reason um, you can see inside is there's like a little kind of tiny little crappy light in the ceiling. I I, I guess you're right then. We we should just go back to the Ministry of Defence and maybe they can protect us or something. I don't I don't I don't know. Well, we've got our best chance of finding things out there, of surviving there, and I don't really see what else we can do. Anthony kind of slumps down onto the ground, and at this point, he's got. There's nothing more to say. Again, it's one of these moments of sort of like it's just terrible. It's this is a horrible situation, and we're just going to have to write 
So unless there's more to be said from Hazel, then yeah, that's that's Anthony's part here. Hazel looks round and, remembering that there aren't any other windows in the van, goes and pushes forward to look through the little grill to look out the front of the window. It's like, we're almost there. It'll be okay. We're almost there. So looking out the front window, um, you can see, um, yeah, really coming up quickly is the uh, is the kind of gatepost that um, uh, Sora and Anthony talked their way through earlier on. Um, and as you're kind of looking, um, Anthony's dad kind of he honks the horn a few times. It doesn't appear like he's going to be slowing down. The guard kind of um, obviously recognizing the van. You can see the guard quite clearly now as you're getting closer. Um, opens the gate. Anthony's dad doesn't really slow the van down much as he as he pulls in. You just have enough time to sort of see that it looks like the guard is sort of noticing that the van is being chased. And um, just as the van skids around, you see him kind of reaching for an alarm in the gatehouse, if that makes sense. And then you're past him and gone and um, hear the doctor saying, quick, get, drive around the building here, we need to get to the bunker. And yeah, she directs your dad, and who pulls into uh, a quite quick stop um, not not dangerously driving I'd say but like he's you know it's not leisurely <laughs> um, he's not messing about no he's not messing around um, he pulls up in front of the bunker that you were at earlier and uh, gets out of the, leaving the engine running um, this, you know stressful situation and such and uh, yes he's all opens the side door from the inside mm-hmm. um, and kind of pokes her head out to look around before actually getting out of the van yeah this bit of the yard does seem still pretty much pretty much as it was earlier really okay. right so she'll hop out and be like right come on and then Anthony, uh, takes his mum's hand and helps her get out with her mm-hmm. and uh, I suppose we'll make our way to the front of the van and uh, is Dad going to help? What's he doing? Is he maybe going to... I was going to say, are you bringing Sora in with you? Um, I, I suppose this kind of like a forlorn look back and I thought of like, well, there's not much to be done and we should get inside. I don't know. It is up to you. I am leaving this in your hands. Yeah, that, that's that, that's my take here. If, if yeah, if that's what you're saying, then we'll uh, we'll go with that. Hazel's already freaking out about the alarm. Mm-hmm. And does that mean the the soldiers are going to be trying to man that gate? And how the hell did? Because Sora's mum managed to grab one of their weapons. So, what's going to happen to those soldiers? Hmm. So she's kind of gone round the back of the van, is looking around, trying to see what's happening, but also quite aware that she really wants to be in that bunker. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as we established in the earlier episode, where the bunker entrance is, you can't really see the gatehouse. If that makes sense, there's like a larger yeah. building in between, but mm-hmm. you can hear. You do start to hear the sound, indistinct sort of shouting from the other side of the building. Which I don't. Know, you can't really make out any specific words, but it does. There's like a lot of sort of shouting that could be interpreted as like "stop there" and "halt" and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. Um, the doctor is sort of. Um, I say she can walk fine, really, but she's sort of still obviously clutching a wound. But she sort of oh, sort of hobbles over to the um, the entrance where you know the, the entrance panel and um, sort of pained in a pained way kind of types in her code and the doors um, slide open quick let's get inside Hazel looks back and is clearly torn and concerned about quite a few people but she runs back to the bunker and Mm. goes through the doors just after the others okay Um, so uh, as you step into the building uh, you begin to hear the not too distant slightly scattered um, sound of more gunfire as the uh, sliding pair of double doors close behind you.
Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, next week, that's Thursday the 26th of March, we'll be back with another D&D bonus world-building episode for you. And uh, most importantly, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday the 2nd of April with the final chapter of our Things from the Flood story, continuing where we left off today. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend with Dice. Uh, if you're a Discord user, you can also join our server by following the link in the uh, pinned tweet and bio on our Twitter page. And finally, you can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>